What does it take to improve in life? What does it take to get better? Well, improvement begins with I. In order to improve, it starts with I. We just want to welcome you to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. My name is Dawn, and I am joined today with my co-host and my husband, Travis. Yeah, hey guys, I'm Travis. It's so great to have you listening. Well, Dawn, apparently, and we're not going to jump into it yet, we're, we're going to be talking about swapping vowels, you know, swapping you, the vowel, you for I, yes. and really focusing on ourselves. Well, before we get going with today's podcast, we just wanted to share something with you. We have recently had, in the last couple of weeks, something pretty sad actually happened we have lost three friends like three different friends from different states but yeah, crazy, these weren't actually. just acquaintances they're actually people that have been in our home or people that we've been in their home and we've had supper with and just did life with for portions of our life and ministry yeah and, and I think that's the big piece too is is not just that they've been to our house we've been to theirs but we have literally we knew them for a very long time yep. and have known them for a very long time and not older people really different ages yes. and some of them young I mean we've just seen a fair amount of death lately yep. I know Travis, the last couple of weeks, every time we've heard of a death, we've actually just stopped and reflected just on those people, the friendships that we had, but then also trying to reevaluate ourselves and like not take people for granted, not take each other for granted. I mean, you never know at any moment, you know, what can happen and someone can be gone. And so I just want to challenge you guys today, like make sure that you're making the most of every opportunity and just appreciating the people around you in your life. Yeah. Don't take your spouse for granted. I think that's the big takeaway. For us, because really the three people we're talking about, they lost their husband or they lost their wife, yeah. and our heart breaks for them. But we all need to be prepared because one day we're going to leave this earth, but to be thankful every day for our spouse right. and honoring them and loving them. Well, it's interesting because death and living they make you really stop and ponder and start to think not only about what matters most in life, but to also kind of search your own soul. And recently, my employer gave me a chance in a really unique sort of way to search my own soul, to find out a little bit more about myself. And it's uh, an exercise that many people might pay tens of thousands of dollars for, and I have a chance to do it through my employer for free. And I am so grateful. And what am I talking about? It's called a self awareness survey or assessment. And I signed up right away. Now it's interesting because I go ahead, the way to set it up is I let the people that are closest to me, the people that might know the best parts about me, as you know, Don, but also might really know the worst parts about me. And I send them a link and a third party uh, will receive the results of the survey once they click the link and they answer the questions. And some of the questions are like, what is Travis like when he's at his best. How often is he at his best? But what is Travis like when he's at yeah. his worst? How often is he at his worst? Now, some of you might be thinking, well, that's crazy. Why would you do that? It's an anonymous survey. The people closest to you, and I sent it out to over 20 people, you know, they might um, say some really yeah, difficult things. Seems like a big risk to me to be able to <laughs> find out what people really think, but then maybe it's good. 
Yeah. I mean, it should be good, right? Well, and you and I talked about that initially. You were like, why would you do this to yourself? (laughs) This sounds painful. And you know what? It does sound painful. It is going to be painful. They take all those results and they kind of put them together in in a concise package. And then uh, kind of a consultant, if you will, at our employer will sit down with me in about a month. And for two hours, they're going to read through the anonymous results, you know, verbatim. They're going to be like, Travis, people think that you're like this when you're at your worst. And they're going to look for themes and they're going to really begin that painful process. But why would I agree to this? Because I decided I care more about getting better than I do about being right Mm. or thinking, well, I'm a good person and I'm doing great at life. No, I want to get better. I would rather let go of my pride and grab a hold of growth than be stuck the rest of my life and not move forward. It's going to be painful, but it probably, I'm hoping, is going to be one of the best experiences of my life. So it kind of comes down to this. Some people are stuck in life. You probably know who they are around you. I know yeah, who you they are. You, yeah. you know who they are, Don. They're stuck. Their it's wheels a, aren't moving forward. They're just kind of standing still or even going backwards. Yeah, or maybe even worse, they go forward and then they hit a wall. They right. fall down and then they end up back where they started from and they keep doing it over and over again. Different kind of pain, right? We've been in those spots before in our own life. We can see that. We know that. Yep. We've made mistakes, but I don't want to be one of those stuck people. And that's why I've decided to do this. Now, Don, as I just already alluded to the fact that you are one of the people who did this survey, this anonymous self-awareness survey for me. How did that make you feel? Well, it's anonymous, so I can't tell you. (laughs) True. (laughs) Just kidding. You mean you can't tell me (laughs) what you said about me? No, but honestly, I was reading through some of the question and I was, I was trying to be honest and you know just evaluate you in a different way from a different lens and obviously I'm your biggest supporter I'm your greatest cheerleader but I also have seen you at your roughest times or your toughest times and and so to be able to read those questions and be honest to give you feedback so you can grow from it because I know oh, I got yeah. to hear your Can't heart wait. of why you want to do this and how you want to become a better stronger person so I was trying to be honest in the survey. Um, at the same time, though, I'm your wife, so I, I don't know if that's good or bad that I took the survey. But this experience, though, has inspired us to write this episode, this podcast. It really podcast. has, yeah, and to focus on this, yep. Um, I love what Mark Twain said. He said, continuous improvement is better than delayed perfection. And I think we always need to be you know, going after improvement. We don't want to be stuck. We want to keep going, making sure that we're improving ourselves. So in this episode today, we have titled it The Check-In, Seven Questions to Ask Your Spouse Once a Month to Make Sure Your Marriage is Going as Good as you think. So not only do we think that we should do this individually to ourselves, you know, we, we need to evaluate ourselves, but what does our marriage look like? We need to assess yeah. our marriage on a very regular basis. Why? Because we don't want to pretend or think that we're going one direction when we're really not. Yeah, and I, I love this title, uh, the way that it's written. It says, you know, to ask your spouse once a month to make sure your marriage is going as good as you think it is. Yeah. And I think that's key, Don, because so often we think things are going yeah. way better than they really are. And our spouse is like, yeah, you didn't do so good yeah. in the month of December. December was a rough month right. for you. And I'm thinking, no, it was one of my best months of the year. And so to be able to get that feedback is really important. So you guys, why do you think, why is this actually a good idea? Because self 
Reflection and improvement is an ongoing theme in the Bible. When I did a search on this multiple times, I came up with similar verses. In Lamentations 3.40, it says, let us examine our ways and test them and let us return to the Lord. And also in 1 Corinthians 11.28, and this is something that you may do at your church very often, but we take communion. But what are you supposed to do before you take communion? It says, again, in 1 Corinthians 11.28, Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. Again, we need to examine ourselves. And that was just a few verses that we found. Yeah. And I I love this, Don, because if you don't find your truth anchored um, somewhere where you know it's solid and movable and it's really the truth, you're going to believe anything and fall for anything in our world today. Mm-hmm. And that's why we just strongly encourage every Christian couple, every Christian person who follows Jesus that's listening or that's out there, you've got to go back to the Bible. What does God say? And God says to examine yourself. Yes. God says, look at yourself, swap the vowels, stop pointing fingers and, and talking about you, 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 the other person and instead trade your you for an I. What do I need to do differently? What can I do to change? So just going back to the beginning of this podcast, improvement begins with I. And I think that's a vital point to remember. It begins with I, not you. It begins with I. Yeah. And I think because I'm an optimist and because I'm always like forward thinking, future minded, I'm definitely in the moment. That's kind of who I am. But so often I don't stop enough, Don, to examine myself, to really reflect on my actions or my words or maybe my lifestyle. I do, but not as often as you do. Don, share with me. I mean, (laughs) share with everybody that's listening. I mean, you do this so well. You're always asking the questions, what are we doing wrong? How many times have you asked me that? What are we doing wrong? And I'm looking at you going, nothing, nothing. But you take the time and the moment to really not just ask that question, but think it. And so often you ask the question, can we do anything better? And I'm like, Don, we're killing ourselves. We're, we're, We're doing everything we can, but you're still asking that question. That's one thing I admire about you and in you. I definitely uh, like to evaluate. I know, Travis, I am a basketball player, and I just remember growing up as a kid, I'm a very disciplined person, and I wanted to make sure I could shoot free throws well. And so I would shoot 100 free throws a day, and I would stop, and I would be like, okay, why isn't it going in? I would evaluate my motion, how I would you know, release the ball and my stance and everything until I got it down to a point where I was very good at shooting free throws. And I and I'm not. I'm just using that as an example, but I just feel like because I'm a disciplined person, I'm like, what can I do better? What are the actions that we can do in our life every day to make it better? If we go through a hard time, like what did we do wrong? I want to make sure that we're learning from experience. And if there's something on our side that we need to be doing better, then let's change it. Like, let's not hold on to something that's mm, harmful so or not good. Let's get, get rid, rid of it. it. Like, yeah. And so maybe, agree maybe to a fault, maybe I examine may, way too much, um, but I just feel like it's a healthy practice for me. Even again, the Bible talks about this in 2 Corinthians 13, 5, it says, examine yourselves to see whether you are in faith test yourselves. And I think that's, again, examine yourselves. And going on to Psalms 119, I have considered my ways and have turned my steps 
to your statutes. What when you talk about considering your ways, that means that you had to stop and you had to think. Think you about it. You had to think yep. about your ways. Yeah, and and we can do that with our past, with our history. There's something good about that. You, you can't predict the future, no. but boy, can you go back and examine your ways and learn yeah. from your mistakes or learn from your your successes. And I I don't think we're saying hey stop and just be stuck and just you know talk about your past all the time. No, it's like. To improve, to improve, to improve. And that's the reason that you want to evaluate. So we came up with seven questions, you guys. What are seven questions that we can ask each other, ask our spouse once a month to make sure that our marriage is going as good as you think? Yeah, and kind of a self-awareness marital survey. Like, so not just for Travis Rosinger, but couples, anybody that, you know, you're listening right now, you and your spouse can ask these questions to each other. And it should go both ways. You know, one spouse asks, ask them, and then the other spouse takes their turn and asks them back and forth. So these are our seven questions that we came up with, and maybe you could either use these you know, as something to kind of go from or write your own questions, but the importance is yeah. to evaluate your marriage, assess it. There are seven questions for you and I. Yep. Yeah. So the first question is this, what would be the most important thing you would like me to know right now about you? And I think that's really important, Travis. Oh. I know recently we had this conversation and I just needed to tell you, hey, right now, this is where my focus is at. And it's going to be here for the next couple of weeks. Nothing's wrong, but I just need to take my extra time and yeah. I need to focus on that. And I was just honest and open with you. So you knew that I wasn't frustrated. I wasn't angry that my focus was off. And there was a reason that my focus was yeah, off. Yeah. And that's so good, Don. Uh, this question, first question just really opens the door and says, Tell me what's the most important thing. And when you did that, when you started to share that, you know, kind of in response with, Hey, what's, what are you thinking about right now? What's, what's the most important thing in your mind and your heart right now? That just uh, alleviated pressure from our marriage or relationship. Like, Oh, she's not ignoring me. She's not mad at me. She's just really focused on this and you need to be right now, guys, we're going to be really honest. Just like that survey that I'm submitting myself to through my employer. It's painful. It's hard to hear those things. These questions aren't for the weary of heart. No, I mean, these are people, yep. you know, questions for marriages and people who want to get stronger, who want to get better, who aren't willing to get defensive based on the responses of these questions. So the next one would be, would you say that your love for me is getting stronger? If not, why? And I would want to know the answer to that question from you, Don. I would want to know, am I annoying you? Am I driving you crazy? Am I improving your life or making your life easier? Or, you know, or is it going the other direction? Yes. And and I'm frustrating you or I'm disappointing you or you're upset with me. And those kinds of things are not going to generate greater love. And I think this is a point where we can be like, I know I love you, but I don't like you right now. I mean, that's just a key thing. Like if there's something that's irritating me to a point where, man, I love you, but you're not my favorite person right now. I think I should tell you that. And I want you to communicate that to me because what am I doing? What are you doing that's irritating me? That's bothering me. That's making my love for you just kind of where I'm. And maybe I'm not liking to be around you at that moment. Yeah. And I think the key is you're not saying that to hurt me. No. You're saying that, to, okay, let me tell you why uh, you're difficult to be around right now. The next question is this, in what specific ways do you feel like I could improve? And I know that's something that, again, we want to continually improve. And the only way that we're going to improve is to ask the question and take the feedback and not be defensive in that feedback, you know, as we're getting it, but just take it and be honest with each other in that area. Yeah. And there, there are things that you've pointed out to me, Don, that I'm like, 
whoa, that's not even that difficult or that hard. I'm going to take your advice and I'm going to do those things so that I can become better. Am I finished? Have I arrived? Am I, you know, a thousand percent better? Absolutely not. But to just hear those things and go, oh, are you kidding me? Because sometimes they're really not that hard or they're not that big things of things, but yet adding them to my life and carrying them out and helping to improve your life is really, really good. I think recently, Travis, one thing that I asked you to improve on was I felt like there was just a week or two where I was doing more of the household chores or the cooking and the cleaning and the laundry. And it was starting to rub me a little bit wrong because I'm like, we work about the same hours. Um, we're both busy. We had a busy, you know, couple weeks. And I'm like, I just needed a little bit more help around the house. And so instead of getting frustrated or angry with you, I just wanted to tell you and say, hey, can you just help me? And you were super kind right away. You're like, oh, absolutely. You didn't even really notice that maybe you weren't helping in that area and you immediately started helping. Yeah, and I think what that helps with is it gets rid of the whole passive-aggressive thing. It's like, no, 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 tell me, Don, how can I improve? What are some specific ways? And then you don't have to beat around the bush. You can just be like, hey, can you help me more around the house? The next question would be, as your husband or your wife, how am I doing? Like, this isn't like one little specific area of improving, like overall, like, how am I doing? And that might be hard to hear the response to that. Maybe Don, you give me a five and I'm thinking I'm an eight, but really I'm a five. And you know, that just really opens up the conversation, the channels of communication to say, okay, how can I get to eight? How am I doing overall? I know Travis, you really like affection. And so this is just an area where I'm like, Travis, how am I doing? Am I giving you the affection that you want? Have I been holding your hand or hugging you or kissing you? Um, Cause I want to make sure that I am giving you that affection because I know that's a need that you have. And so just a simple question is like, hey, Travis, how am I doing when it comes to affection? Do you feel like you're receiving enough? A really good question as well is how would you like me to show you more love? And in what ways would you prefer? Because we want to make sure that we feel love, that we're giving love. So why not just ask what are some ways that, you know, I can show you more love? And for me, Don, you know, that's kind of simple. And this isn't even a big thing. It's just um, every now and then when I'm talking to you, like, I really want, I'm, I, the whites of your eyes are so important to me or whoever I'm with that, that, that you're focused on me and I'm fully focused on you. And every now and then I'll start talking to you and you have your eyes on your phone and you're actually going through your phone and maybe you're catching up on email or text or just doing social media. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, that's good. Like we live in this world where we have to communicate. And so often we talk about this when we're at work, we don't do that very much. We're in a hole, but sometimes when you come out of work, or you get off work, you're like, oh my gosh, I got to catch up on all my personal communication. And so for me really quickly, that would just be like, hey, let's just have even more communication where it's the whites of our eyeballs. We're looking face to face and you do a great job with that. That's just a small example of like, that's important to me. Right. I know for me, one way I prefer that you show me more love is, you know, I just love it when you ask if you can pray for me. Like, I don't know Mm. what it does in the mornings before we leave or before we go to bed. You're like, hey, let's pray together. Like, that means so much to me. And that's a way of showing me love because when we communicate together and you're praying for me, man, I just feel so loved. And so that's something basic, something simple, but it means a lot to me. Yeah. And that's really cool. You say that because if I don't know that, like, how would I know that a prayer communicates love? Like, that communicates love your end, but it might not as I'm doing it. But of course, because I know that about you, then I want to pray for you more. We all know that intimacy is a really important part of marriage. So we want to make sure that we're asking an intimacy question. So a question like, what can I do to help improve 
our intimacy. And for me, Travis, obviously we are have affection, but then there's sexual intimacy. But for me recently, I'm like, Travis, I just felt like your affection towards me wasn't there like it normally is because you're such an affectionate person. And I remember, I think a month or two ago, I'm like, hey, I noticed that you weren't hugging me or holding my hand quite as much. And so mm, yeah. I brought that up to you in that moment. Did that change? Yep, absolutely it did. It's like not, right away, yeah, it was like it flipping a switch. I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize this. I think your life was just kind of busy at that moment and you're focused on you know other things. And so just by mentioning it to that man, that just... It brought attention to it and you started to, you know, be affectionate in that way. Yeah. And and this is a really hot topic, you know, hot button topic in terms of like intimacy is so good. It's so important in a marriage, but it can be so divisive and so frustrating. And so I love this question as you read it down. What can I do to help improve our intimacy? Yeah. And so for each person in the marriage, the wife asking that, her husband that question, listening to that answer, and the husband asking the wife that question, wow, is that super important. Again, intimacy has to do with affection, but it also has to do with sex. So what can I do to help improve our sexual intimacy. And I know for me and you, it's like we have to be on the same page. We have to make sure that we're aware of each other's needs sexually. And we need to communicate that. Mm. If we haven't been together for a week or two sexually, then we need to stop and say, hey, it's been a little while. We we need the intimacy when it comes to sex. And that's so important because we live in a world that wants to fulfill sexual intimacy Mm -hmm. for each spouse outside of the marriage. So why wouldn't we stop and ask that question to each other and make sure, Don, that I'm your one-stop shopping and you're my one-stop shopping for sex. We don't want to go anywhere else. We want to go to each other. The last question that we have, and again, these are questions that we just are like your self-awareness, marital survey, like once a month, these seven questions, ask them. The last question is this, if you had the opportunity uh, as my wife or as my husband to make one or two important changes in me, what would you choose? And this can be kind of painful. Because like you want, you know, them to pick something as that they wanted to see change, something that you can do different. Yeah. And we did allude to things like this a little bit. It feels like a similar question to what we asked about earlier, like some of the ways that we could improve or that kind of thing, you know, those, those types of questions. But this is a more broad question. This is more of like big picture. And, and you and I talking down one of the things that, you know, I, um, will often plan for the future and think through things for the future. And so for you and I, Don, to sit down and really spend time now in the present, focusing on the future. That would be one thing that would pop in my mind. Like, hey, Don, this is one, you know, major change, or it might be small, but it has a major impact that I would love to see in you. And I appreciate you telling me that because it was something I wasn't aware of and something that I don't necessarily think of as much as you do. Um, But I appreciated that because I know I realized the importance it was to you, but ultimately it was important for our marriage. And I know, Travis, something that I brought up in this area for you was, Um, I love that you're passionate about everything, but I'm like, sometimes when a topic comes up, I'm like, just process it for one minute. Like, don't, don't say what comes to your mind. It's almost like word vomit. Just chuck it out there. (laughs) Slow to speak, you know, and make sure that you're listening. So that's my biggest thing is like, Hey, can you just not come off so intense and not in a bad way intense, but like excited, excited, like just think it through a little bit before you say what's on your mind. And I I think I process differently than you. I'm more of an internal processor. You're more of an external processor. So maybe just change a little bit and internally think before you speak. 
I don't know. Yeah, and <laughs> thank you so much. I mean, this is what we want to do in our marriage, have been doing in our marriage. And we're asking these questions for ourselves, but really to share them with you guys, how we communicate, how we do our self-awareness marital survey, if you will. And we wanted to give you a chance to hear them, but to challenge you, don't kick back and relax and just kind of have a coast by marriage. Man, kick it in high gear. Ask the hard questions. Be willing to take the pain and not get defensive and say, okay, I want to hear the answer to yep. these questions from my spouse. So I'll get better. Yeah, Let go of good. the pride. I know. It's, these were our seven assessment questions that we use for our marriage. And we're not telling you to use these questions. We're just saying, create your own marriage assessment. Something that you can, a tool that you can use monthly. Don't wait too long to use this tool. Use it continually. Keep maybe adding questions or taking the questions away, but just make sure that you're evaluating your marriage and assessing it and making sure it's as strong as it possibly can be. Because it's those moments that we stop and we look back and we assess something. That's when change can happen. We get better. better usually. We get yep. better. Yeah. Yeah. Again, Lamentations 340 in the Bible, it says, let us examine our ways, not your ways, not other people's ways, our ways, my way. How can I get better? Let us examine our ways and test them. Well, hey guys, it's been so awesome yeah, hanging out with great. you today. We want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Remember guys, you can do it. You've got this. Keep loving the fight. We'll see you next time.